Randy Rhodes was a big influence on me when I was a kid. Um, and the things that he was, that was at the beginning of his career. That wasn't even right. really the beginning. Like he was literally, he never peaked. He just got off the fucking landing pad and he hadn't even cracked through the stratosphere yet. Yeah. Kid never peaked. Uh, never even left earth. Way too young. Which um, if he was still around now, it would be absurd. Right. Where he would be probably. He well, would probably be in something completely different. Eh, I don't know, man. It's, it's hard. You know what? Um, the way this documented, excuse me, documentary. Documentary. Right, yeah. My, hey, guys, the way this documentary, this guy's going to tell you about the documentary. Now, guy. Matthew, <laughs> sometimes Russ's mouth moves faster. Or, excuse me, I'm, I'm slower than my brain. I'm fucking with you, man. Mark the time. Yeah, but you know, right, if you spend 15 to 20 seconds Give him that four shots pointing first. that out. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this is A good one. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. That was outstanding. That might be the best of corking like this, after- <laughs> this afternoon. What's up there, fellas? William. William. Russell. This is like the weird unorthodox. We're doing like our Tarantino intro, which we're doing the clinky and then we're going to do like the intro and then we're going to get like back into this beers oh, episode of the beer. We're doing the intro? I don't know. Yeah, we could do it however you want there, yeah. Matthew. Look, well, we should do the fucking intro before we do the clinky. Welcome back, everyone, to the Metal Nerdery Podcast with some delicious anesthesia coming our way. If Bill can get Russell. recorked, we have the Billiam. That's me. Recorking. We have the Russell. Yeah, yeah. Who's totally uncorked. And we have the Wheeler. Hey, hey yeah. Ready to also do some clinkage. Bring on the T-Rex arms. I got to go lefty now. Lefty. Righty, you don't work no more. It's like a stranger in the tub. Stranger in the tub. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Oh, yeah. That's like candy now after the Slipknot stuff. <laughs> For sure. I bought a bottle of that, by the way. That's good. It's it? gone. That's good shit. Yeah. gone already? <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Well, it's been a couple weeks. But yeah, that's true. A couple good days? Stuff. Weeks. Oh, weeks. Okay. Yeah, I bought one uh, like right after I left here, basically, the last yeah. time we... Uh, Convened. Yeah, that was very was good. good. And it was very much stronger than the Fire on the Mountain, I think. It's See, really tasty whiskey, though. It really is. Yeah. It was, uh, did we decide it was a uh, beef-infused vegan whiskey? Is, is that where we landed on that? I don't remember if... I know it, it said whiskey, and I figured it made it vegan, but I thought it also it's was... It was corn, so that makes it... So it's kind of also vegan and like... Because beefy corn, right? Well, let's say fertilizer. And they, they shit on with. it, so that's fertilizer. So really, it's it's shit-flavored beef corn. You lose me sometimes. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Sounds I'm, like a good place for the crickets. I fucked fuck that all up. You know, Russell, why don't we slug uh, around into uh, this episode's beer of the episode? All right, well. The, this one. The ex- In uh, particular. 142? Uh, I'm going to say I think yes. I think so. I episode think so, 142. Yeah. It's beer so, of the episode. Uh, well... I'm not going to say that the album cover really drew me on this one. I just, I, I saw that it was called Hugs on the Beach. And I was like, you know what? I like Hugs on the Beach. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, like long walks. Fruit tart, Hugs on the Beach. And a blowjob. 
But Hugs on the Beach uh, reminded me of Sex on the Beach. I'm like, well, you know, it's a good drink, so I'll buy Hugs on the Beach. Fruit Tart Series. Yeah, it's not a high alcohol content either. It's a 5.5%. This one comes from Three Ring Brewery or Brewing Company. Three Ringa? That's in Nashville. (laughs) Is it or is it High Wire Brewing? Because I'm seeing a High Wire On on the bottom. Yeah, there's a brood and cam by the Three Ring Brewing Company, LLC, Asheville, and then it says High Wire Brewing. Uh-huh. They're, they're the distributors, maybe? Maybe. Fuck it, I'll hashtag them, too. Fuck it. Okay. Maybe they'll call us back. Uh, this is our second Asheville beer, if I'm not mistaken. Asheville's not far from here. They're like the yeah. fucking Athens of North Carolina. Basically. Here. Seattle of North Carolina. Seattle of yeah. the Athens of the North Carolina. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> fucking genius. Hippie town. But from my understanding, they have wonderful restaurants, killer music venues. See? Yeah. So, I, you know. You forgot, to, you. you forgot to read the best part here. What does it say, sir? Go ahead. Fruit tart, hugs on the beach. Tart tropical wheat ale brewed with peach, cranberry, tangerine, vanilla, and lactose. Is this a beer you guys are drinking? Yeah. Okay. But yeah. why are they putting... He bought it. It's a lot of shit uh, in there. It's a lot of lactose. I don't know. If, is that like a weird... It must be like, a thing with the sours. Is that like a drink supremacy thing? Like <laughs> adding lactose is like adding milk to it. So it's like, yeah, man, it makes it I think, weirdly I think racial. I just trying to be different, right? I, well, you're not but if people f- are intolerant of lactose, why, why even it only stir up the lactose the, car? It only seems to be in the sours. That's the only one I've seen. I wonder if it's one of those that's got to happen, like for gastronomy and like food chemical reaction kind of to shit get or that something. Sour kind of. Excuse me, shitta. If it makes it shitta, it's a certain kind of shitta. Yeah. Oh fuck! I just thought about something. Um <sighs> We don't, well, hold we don't. On. How's the beer? Oh, oh, it's a fucking damn. I'm sorry. It's pretty good. It's it's honestly there's nothing incredible about it. It's just kind of your typical sour. Um, sour. Yeah. I mean, it's not. <laughs> it's yeah. not. It knocked my socks off. You know. Socks off. Well, it's it, not I, my socks off sour. That that was the fire. It's not not my socks off. Not not your socks off. You done. Yeah, I'm okay. good. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, Russell. I was all over you there for I a second. It was, it was, Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. No. <laughs> anyway, hails to you, uh, whatever you're called, Three Ring Brewing, High Wire Brewing. Uh, good beer. Not like, you know, not crazy, but. It's the lactose. It'll definitely, it'll definitely do. Yeah. It'll do. It'll do. We appreciate it, man. Hell yeah. That was good. Um, so. It's on the docket. Uh, oh, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Oh, we shit. got a, we got okay. another uh, a, a, another docket. Well, pre-docket item, I guess. Because um, I know we have a, a usual segment that we're doing. It's a Russell segment, and I think I got the jingle just about down pat. You want me to? I don't know if we got any submissions this week. I don't believe so. You know, let me, uh, let, me let me do the jingle again because I think I, I think I can clean it up a little bit. I added a little bit of Dolby Digital. Uh, post-production on the original one. I love the helmet. <laughs> that it, was pretty good. It, it's it's going to sound <laughs> it's gonna sound better. Okay, ready? Uh, it's better than that? Yeah. All right, go ahead. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Metal Nerdery will play your shit-ta. Ooh. See, less shit-ta, more like just shit-ta. Shit-ta. Shit, period. Send us your music, people. Yeah. And um, you can do that through the socials, on the IG, on the FB. You can message us, send us a link. Don't send us A and R package stuff. Keep your money. Yeah, we just want the music. We want to play it. We want people to hear it. We want to expose you and get the listenership to give us some reviews and feedback yeah. to you. 
We don't yeah. want to see your package. No, yeah. I we don't want to see your package. Mm, no packages. But music, send us a link, direct link to the music, whether it's on the YouTubes or the Spotify's or the Apple Music's, wherever the fuck it is, send it to us. We'll play it. And then we will ask our faithful, loving friends out there in the mm, Tri-County the area. Tri-County listening multiverse. Yeah, to either call and leave us a voicemail. Yeah, they, on, which they can do at 980-666-8182. Or, or uh, that's right. Any of the emails or the, the messages, at gmail.com. Yeah. Just fucking get involved, people. That's all we're asking for. A little bit of love, a little Support bit of Support your metal community. Yeah, we want to... Positive feedback. Wrap our arms around you. Maybe maybe put one hand on a cheek. You know what I mean? A little, little grab you and maybe, pull you in. And, maybe a little inside the cheek if we yeah, can. Maybe, maybe, maybe Hold on. Flip a, fl- flick a nipple here or there or something. <laughs> Anyway, you got, right. the, you got the special van candy. Okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> I'm out, so I need to I need to re up from you. <laughs> van candy. <laughs> <That's> just, <laughs> Did I just create like a brand new brand of like yeah. rape, date rape drugs or something? No. Like a van candy. I think I'm gonna start making candy. <laughs> Make a shirt. Make a van candy Have a shirt. Creepy van on the wrapper. Van candy. Van candy. Yeah. That's Down even by creep, the river. That's creeper the bandy <laughs> Down, by the, <laughs> Down <laughs> by the river. <laughs> Lost puppy. Come help me find my puppy dog. Oh, man. Do we have any uh, voicemails, Billion? Uh, we do, but we also have an email. Oh, oh we have an email. Yeah. Those are exciting. Is it going to hurt man's feelings? <laughs> no. <laughs> or are we going to have to go through counseling? I would be okay with it. <laughs> no, Russell, I would be okay with it. I'd be a little passive aggressive with it about three weeks and... Maybe bring it up on like our 39th episode from now, but no, this is from Trevor. Okay. All right, cool. And if I can get judging this. by your, your tone and your voice, Billy, and I'm guessing that's uh ah. guessing it's a positive. Ooh, yeah, this sounds like positive news. This is from the Trevor Nader. Just Trevor for short. Starts off with the starts off great with the title of the email. Stoner metal band. Well, there you go. It's it's I gotta read it. Yeah. I gotta know what it says. This is Trevor. Yes, you guys need to form a stoner metal band and record something for the nerdery audience. Sounds like you have the equipment. Get that drummer and go, bro. I'll provide a crowdsourced track list for you guys to cover. Sweet. Fuck that. We're going to write you, shit. Trevor. Oh, yeah. Well, we we could write yeah. original yeah. shit, yeah. too. But, I mean, we could play Endless Sabbath, Endless. Oh, yeah. Fuck it. We could be like Metallica did with Nwabam, but for stoner metal. So, like, find go. a bunch of, we could play some Goblin Cock. See, that's I, our, the only problem. Drug beard, you that's know? the only problem with the stoner metal genre is fucking stop saying that, dude. Is all the good band names are taken. I don't know, dude. I mean, I'm sure we could put our dumbass heads together, mark the time, and stoner Viking ball bong core. That's pretty fucking awesome. That's a killer name for a band. I don't think anybody will ever. It's a it's a little ever. long. It's a little long. Come on. Top Goblin Cock. <laughs> no, Goblin Cock's probably... I, they ought to come out of retirement, man. I'd like to see Goblin Cock again. I got to tell you, funny story. <laughs> Not that funny of a story, but I was watching... So there's a coming of age, cock. you know, like coming teenage... That's what they're called. You watch Breakfast Club. Sure. That's called a coming of age, man. American it's Pie. It's called a puberty movie. Okay, uh, Varsity Blues, right? There's one called Metal Lords. And it's about these two kids. I've heard about oh, yeah. that. Uh, starting a metal band and anyway one of them one of them has a problem i guess with females and metal and and gay and and he's like 
Rob Halford's gay. No, he's not. And like, you know, that whole thing. And there's, they're flashing pictures of Rob Halford wearing, you know, the chairs and all that shit. And then he starts looking around his room and he's got a goblin cock poster up there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I, it just made me think about oh, it. Yeah. I was like, oh, that is just freaking beautiful. But the dude, whoever, the main kid, well, not the main kid, but the one who starts the band, his dad, as soon as me and my daughter start watching it, uh, I'm like, his parents are rich. Because they show his basement. He's got a killer drum kit, right? He's got a sound booth. And then he's got a Frankenstein copy on the wall. He's got... Uh, like life-size Frankenstein A real... Setup? No, I mean the real Van Halen Frankenstein oh. guitar looks oh, just... Oh, like, oh, oh, oh. You know he's, what I mean? One of, yeah, the, one of the replicas. That's up there, and he's got a dime bag replica. I mean, all these guitars on his wall. I'm like, that kid's full of fucking rotten. I can't, yeah, I'm nearly 50 years old, and I don't have all that, but... Uh, anyway, it's a fun movie to watch if y'all get bored. Yeah. Metal Lords. Yeah. It's got the kid from uh, the most recent It movies. Yep. He played William or Bill. Right. Uh, he's like the uh, drummer. In it. Most and recent It movies. Doesn't that sound like the most like recent snooty movies? Like what movies specifically? It. No, what It movies? No, It, Stephen King's It. Yes. No, but when you say It, what do you mean by It? The it. You know, the it. Well, I'm uh, talking about it? not the Tim Curry it, but the, I know. Yeah. The, modernized, the modernized, creepier version, yeah. which is yeah. very good. Yeah. I've seen both of them. Yeah. So real quick, before yes. we move on. Yes. If you're new to the podcast. Yes. And you want to get straight to the, <clears throat> the docket. Yes. Well, then yes. look in the show notes. Yes. Skip. Skip to the docket. Skip Otherwise, because every episode we... We talk about the beers and the clinky and some other shit. Goofy, and goofy opening the, shit. Yes. And then we get into the docket. It takes we're, a moment. We're, we are three old high school friends, uh, past bandmates, that like to get together and talk shit. And that's what we're going to do. So we're not, I mean, if we can educate you, fuck it. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, life was that cruel. Sorry about that. We didn't mean it. Uh, but yeah, so if you want to skip, like uh, Billiam said, the show notes are perfect for that, and I laugh reading the fucking show notes. And, and let me let me just let me just put this that out there. Let me just let me just put that out there. You know, the sh- I kind of feel like the warm up and the clinky and the beers of the episode and the we'll play your shit and all that stuff. It it's kind of the build up a crescendo. It's kind of like ladies. Y'all know you can't just get right into it when you get back from the date. You got to have a you know. Got to have a couple glasses of wine, maybe talk about some Nat Geo or something. Talk about what's playing on Netflix. You got to warm up to it before you get to the main event. That's right. So that's kind of what all that is. It's the, it's the it's like the pre foreplay till we get to the the docket. The docket's when the main event happens. Yes. So think of it as the opening act. Yeah. All right. So it's like the opening band. And now that we over explain that. For yeah. real. That's I don't supposed think, to be a quick little thing. Well, you know what? We probably over explained that for like the point oh 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 one percent that this like, oh my god, I was so pissed off, I'll never listen again. Just that's bullshit. Fuck, I need a cigarette after all that for No, right. All right, we got one voicemail and then to the docket. Fuck yeah, let's do it. Oh Ooh. yeah, do, should I say the number again? Just to you should. Okay. Uh, if you want to give us a call, you can do so and leave us a fancy voicemail at 980-666-8182. Hey, guys. This is Bruce. Um, just 
want to apologize in advance if I'm a little loopier than usual on this one, uh, recovering from surgery. Nothing Ooh. serious. But, um, damn. They got me all fucked up. So, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> the band from last week, I can't remember their name. I just forgot it. But the song was Hate You. Okay. Um, Sevy. I really. Yeah. I really liked the uh, sound of their guitar. Their their guitar just sounded it was thick. I liked it a lot. Very well produced. It kind of threw me, man. Like I don't have anything against chicks singing metal or anything like that, but I don't know. It was like I kind of got used to it as the song went on, but at first it was a little jarring. Like it's a good voice, but ah. I kind of couldn't tell what was going on there at first, anyway. But all in all, not not a bad band, I'd say. Fair um, so, hey, um, sorry if my dog's barking. Um, you guys like were used play to that. bands and shit, and play like, is do you do you have any? Um, is that like any way I could hear your shit, or I don't know? I, mean, I don't know if there's like a link to it, or uh, if it's fucking on the internet somewhere. I don't know. It would be pretty interesting just to hear what you guys did. Anyway, I'm fucking rambling. Sorry, guys. I'm doped up like you wouldn't believe. Jealous. Um, Very. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna, gonna go. Love you guys. Love you, brother. Love you, brother. Thank you, busy Indeed. post. You yeah, can so always... Uh, no, go ahead. So the beginning, the jingle, as it were... Our intro the music. The metal nerdery intro music. Yes. Intro ASMR. That is, that is Russ and I with some other folks. When we were 16. 16, 17. Yeah. Yeah. Ish. Ish. Or 15 even. Way back when, God bless America. And then at the very end of the episodes before the nonsense starts, um, that is also. That is also y'all. Yeah. Yeah. That band was called Decimation, and it ran pretty strong between what 88 and 91 ish yeah probably before we became psych or 91 or 92 yeah yeah and then we were psyched for a few years couple years yeah and uh anyway that was that was the good old days and we honestly the sad thing is we didn't have the ability to record like people do now right so we know. actually yeah, had to come. Easy. It was expensive as fuck to yeah. get a decent recording. And honestly, probably the best recordings we have came from uh, a live radio show we did at uh, WREK. The direct show? Yeah. WREK, Georgia Tech radio station. Uh, oh, my God. I'm sorry. Jesus. We did like a. Sorry. It was Mexican. Uh, they used to have this show Don't called make it racial. Wreckage that you would hear us uh, refer to a lot. Yeah, wreckage was was blissful gloriousness because it was all thrash and it was local and you could tune in and get it from Georgia Tech, which is right down the road. And they would let us come in, or they invited us in one night, and uh, we went in and played. I think we ended up playing about six or seven songs, something yeah. like that. And they recorded pretty well. And you know, we were out of tune. I mean, we were kids. We were fucking dumb. We didn't. Yeah. You know, we drug our Marshall amps in the back of my pickup truck. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but but you know, kind of what's what's in tune and what's not in tune. It's like, eh, maybe we should fix that just yeah. a little bit. Yeah, but when yeah. you're 
You're in the middle of a... We don't have guitar text. No, honey, your lipstick looks perfect across your fucking cheeks and everything. You look like the Joker. You look great. I didn't even own a tuning pedal at the time. We Bro, I never used a tuner. Adam used to get so pissed off at me because he would always use a tuner and I would tune to him. Yeah. Because I could just do better with... Playing the tuning Sound song. And yeah. Playing that's, the tuning song. Yeah. yeah that's basically People love right. that live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, this next one, we're going to play it on our next album. It's an extended mix called The Tuning Song. Yeah. Sing it if you know it. Um, but yeah, Piss and Post, um, I'm sure we all have recordings. That, you know, I, I played in bands with both Bill and Matthew, uh, not at the same time. I've got some ascension, ascension shit. I Matt was in a great band, yeah, at the same around the same time as Decimation called Ascension that had some really killer tunes. I can put that stuff on the website. Yeah, you know, and yeah. we played a couple of the, a couple of the Decimation songs here and there throughout the episodes. I have no idea what episode. I'm trying they to think were, what I can name. Let me see if I can name them right. So, wrong. Wait, <laughs> look away. That's the open. That's, that's the opener. That's the intro. Blind about the future. That's one. That's the drink one. That's the thing. Yeah. And I think the. Um, it's not. It's not black curtains, is it? That's another one. Is yeah. it black curtains? That's probably my favorite. Yeah, that's a good one. It's the one that's kind of got the Twilight Zone-ish intro. Yeah. I think no. that's black. No, that's no, not no, black that's, curtains. It's hold your peace. Yeah. That's the one. Okay. Yeah. That's one where I tried to get all proggy and I just wasn't telling it. Tried to get all proggy <laughs> when I first wrote it. God, that's now like we're trying talking, to say, we're talking man, about us too much. Right? That's like trying to say, man, I'm trying to make my dick longer. I'm wearing like some weights. I got a piercing in now, and it's like two barbells on each side. They, they weigh about two pounds each. I'm hoping it's gonna stretch my dick out so when I fuck, I can fuck like a porn star. Sorry, that's too much for YouTube, Gross. isn't it? Sorry, you guys. I apologize. What were you saying, Russell? I don't remember. <laughs> no, what I was saying, the song you were talking about, it had that whole long beginning part yeah. with a high, shrill guitar yeah. thing. I, you know, I, I was still a kid. Those. Yeah, I was a kid. I was an untrained uh, musician at best. You were a noob. Yeah. It's cool. And, it's and fine. I, was, I was trying to write something cool. It's fine. You know, it's but good. it did it's get fun. better. As the years, because we started adding stuff to it. And, right. Yeah. You know. That's the progression. Right. right. Anyway, so now. However, the stoner metal band. I th- yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm way on board. I'm so on board. Me too. That's I mean, I mean, super if, fun. If Tomas can do it, if we do it, we got to do it over a weekend. We've got to record it. Yeah. Well, here's a great thing. I mean, even if we get together once a month. Yeah, but we got to do it for like a whole weekend so we can enjoy the relaxers and some beverages and some outtakes kind of fucking monetization party shit. We'll get, you know what we'll do is we'll get Brad to play bass. <laughs> you and I will play guitar. Oh, fuck Tommy yeah. on drums, you on vocals. Yeah, let's do it. And yeah. we could do it at Brad's house because he still has Chad's computer and everything where we record live. So we just run. Okay. It. Oh, we, I mean, we just start playing and record. It's oh. electric drums. Yeah. You know, so. Fuck yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, we can both sing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we all, we all play with headphones <laughs> okay. on. Yeah. yeah, let's do it. can do Harmony James. Yeah. Ooh. Grinding. Yeah, grinding right. cunt. Fuck yeah. No. All right, let's get no. to the docket. You know what we got to talk about since you've mentioned the uh, documentary so much, and since we've all got bone about it. Yeah. Let's talk about a little Randy Rhodes. A little double R action. I still want one of those. The polka dot Jackson. I don't think it was ever a Jackson. Whoops. 
Okay, that's not Randy Sorry. Rhodes. I don't Actually, think it, it was. Been. It might have been. That's <laughs> <laughs> a sneak preview, guys. <laughs> Whoops. There's a See brand spank documentary um, out there right now, and the you can buy it on the Primes or the different uh, streaming services. And what is the name of that? It's Randy Rhodes. Um, Goddamn like reflections icon. of a guitar icon. Yeah, something like that. And um, been waiting for this one to come out, kind of like the Dio one that we're yeah. all, you know excited about but randy rhodes was a big influence on me when i was a kid um and the things that he was that was at the beginning of his career that wasn't even right. really the beginning like he was literally he never he, peaked he just got off the fucking landing pad and he hadn't even cracked through the stratosphere yet yeah kid never peaked uh, never even left earth way too young which um, if he was still around now it would be absurd right where he would be probably he well, would probably be in something completely different yeah I don't know, man. It's it's hard. You know what? Um, the way this documentary, excuse me, documentary. Documentary. Right, yeah. My, hey guys, the way this documentary, this guy's gonna tell you about the documentary. Now, guys. Matthew. <laughs> sometimes Russ's mouth moves faster, or excuse me, I'm slower than my brain. I'm fucking with you, man. Mark the time. Yeah, but you know, right, if you spend fifteen to twenty seconds, give him a bit four shots, pointing first. that out. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so in the documentary, they um, they really spend a lot of time on the beginning of Randy Rhodes' music career, um, which was quite right, basically. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, where he grew up, it was in Burbank. Um, California. His mother, his father left when he was less than, or just over a year old. But both his parents were really good musicians. And uh, so his mother had a music store. That's how she, you know, supported the family. And all his siblings were musicians. Uh, Randy. So it was in the blood, obviously. He had, to, he had to go do that. Right. He started taking guitar lessons from the most advanced teacher they had there on guitar. And, uh, and then we told his mom, he said, you know, I really want to play electric guitar, you know, because he was just strumming chords and on the acoustic and everything. And Yeah, that is more fun. When you're first learning how to play guitar, like, it's way more fun to plug in and get distortion and fucking right. effects and shit. Than yeah, I, I remember, you playing know. Playing grandpa's guitars. I was taking lessons at Bobby Whitley Music, and my mother had bought this, I think the brand was Tyco, T-E-I, or Tysco. It was a Japanese or guitar brand. You've they made good them. guitars back in the day. Bro. You've seen these. They're like really bad Stratocaster ripoffs, and they would have like a black pit guard with flower, like silver-looking flowers. Yeah, all I think over. I know what you're talking and about. And it had buttons and sw like all these switches and buttons and it's shit. Like, yeah, a, and like a carving or something. No idea what the fuck it did, right? And I just, you know, when I was sitting there listening. 20,000 toggle switches can't be wrong. Right. I was listening to him describe his, um, you know, experience learning guitar uh, when he first grabbed the electric uh, sorry and it took me i mean it just took me straight back to that studio and bobby yeah. whitley music on bethesda school road you know just sitting there with bobby and you know him showing me chords and you know all of that stuff. my first guitar was like a red explorer and then the neck the headstock was like a strat headstock yeah. It's like a maple neck. The action was incredibly high. I didn't realize you could lower the action on it. And the guitar was playing it with the action, like fucking violin high. It was ridiculous. Like, what was the brand? It was, was it a Lotus. It was a Lotus. Lotus. Yeah, and I had a little good. bitty gorilla, like a 10 watt amp. And I 
at one yeah. point I got like a metal charger and I plugged it into that and it was like, man, that sounds heavy as shit. Right. And of course then I found out about going to Atlanta discount, like plugging into their shit over there. I'm like, oh dude, they got basic boogies. It's like, okay, that sounds fucking killer as shit. Right. I'll sell my soul for that. And I was like, of course at the time my soul wasn't <laughs> now it's not worth that. But back then it wasn't worth shit. I was like, no, it's my, my soul's maybe worth not some even. guitar picks or something at best. So we always, yeah, anyway, we ask my guitar picks. listening to him talk about his experience at the music school, but it really, you know, I don't want to give away too much of the document, but you enjoyed but, it. Yeah, it was great. Okay. And, uh, and it was obvious that he was something special. Everybody knew it when they looked at him, listened to him play. He was, you know, just a totally different type of talent. Well, he wasn't very imposing either. I mean, he was kind of a short He's little, a little dude and he was a little guy, not very, you know, his, he was pretty soft-spoken. He wasn't a very no. bellowy kind of guy. Very, you know, from but every he description. he fucking shredded, man, when yeah. he fucking played. It just... Sh- right. <laughs> and from every description of the fans of Quiet Riot, before they were anything, you know, when they were playing in L.A. in 75, 76, everybody loved Randy. He was kind of the star of the show, and it was because he was so likable. Not only was he such a great guitar player... But he was extremely likable. And, you know, you, you hear about where, you know, Eddie would turn away from the crowd to do his little tricks and stuff because he didn't want people stealing his stuff. People said that when Randy played, it was like he was teaching the crowd a lesson. Like yeah, he, he was probably so, a difference. Uh, yeah. probably yeah. a difference. He was very expressive. Let everybody see what he was doing, yeah. you know. And um, it just seemed like he was a good guy. And, you know, you know, know what? I never realized. I never realized that he doubled a lot of his solos. He double tracked to the note. Sometimes tripled. Mm. Yeah. Cause sometimes I would listen. I'm like, what the fuck kind of delay is he using? And the more I listened it's closely yeah. or closerly, closerly, <laughs> closely a word, the more closely I would listen, usually under laxers, I would notice that it would be like multiple tracks of the same thing. Like Tony Iommi used to do multiple tracks and they'd be different solos. They were different solos. Yeah. But it yeah. sounded cool because it was all mixed up. But fucking Randy Rhodes would literally note for note double his tracks. Kill him. Kind of like how James would do his rhythm tracks right. and yeah. do eight deep and just you yeah. know nailed it. Which, yeah. and some of that you can hear, like I know, like on, I think Over the Mountain, you can kind of hear Over it. the Mountain. It's they, really thick yeah. and it's like, mark the time. They also. talked about it on the on the documentary over the mountain uh i don't know there were a few solos they said he would triple triple record the same solo can, can, can we hear a little bit of a little bit of over the mountain just because that riff is so badass and then a little yeah. bit that solo because that solo i didn't i never really thought about the double tracking dude and i know back in the day that was something probably that was an option like if you listen to old van halen shit you can tell those solos are not double track. They're live. They're organic and yeah. it's live and yeah. it sounds like four guys jamming in a room. But with Randy, it sounds like almost clinical or surgical rather. So not clinical. It's funny you mentioned uh, Van Halen. So Randy taught at his mom's music school as Quiet Riot was, you know, taken off. Yeah. And his students will come in and they wanted to learn on fire. Oh, like the Van Halen song. Somebody songs? get me a doctor. Oh. <laughs> and it, it's funny. They, they talked to a couple of his, <sighs> of his students, you know, now yeah. you know, they're older men like us. And right. they're like, if I knew that there was that kind of 
rivalry or relationship i never would have done that you know but they were kids in california and they all knew who this well, that Eddie was the Van thing yeah. yeah and you had to ask the question yeah. i'm sure it was like hey can you show me how to play this and there's recordings of randy rhodes sitting in there playing oh, that'd be crazy as hell yeah. to hear that man yeah. so that's fun to but you got to know that was a thing i mean if you're a teacher you got to be prepared to mm. swallow that ego and be like all right you want to learn it here we go yeah uh, but he'd have to learn it. He would have to learn the song to teach it to his students. I used to get mesmerized, dude. When I take guitar lessons, my teacher would sit there and he would just pick shit out and he could he could nail it. I right. saw what he was doing, and after a few times, I figured out how to he do would it. Pick what out like, and do what with it? He could, he could just pick it out and nail it <laughs> all the time. That's <laughs> nice. The chords and uh, such. Speaking of, bro, real quick, speaking yeah. documentary. Um, Todd on the book says thanks for the heads up on the. On the on the death, death angel, angel. thrashy mentor. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. And of course, to the listeners who don't follow us on the socials, we are now on the YouTube. Uh, dun dun dun. Yeah. It's so actually, if you want to uh, see how ugly I am, yeah, you can actually see us now. <laughs> it's called. It's it's kind of it's like the show, but it's not the full show. It's called Metal Nerdery Munchies, which is basically everything still we can the do. Show. So you, without. Copyright infringement. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, <laughs> this is our opportunity to make some money, which you can also uh, help us out by uh, going go to their fucking website, go to metalnerdery.com slash merch, go buy some of their fucking shit so it'll uh, pay for my gum exposure. Thank you. Tone. definitely heavy metal I want to know what he was on when he wrote Shooting Stars because I want to do that. Yeah. Sounds fucking awesome. You know, we got to hear the solo. We got to hear that solo. Oh, He's yeah, to find yeah. it. Oh, yes. Yeah, the tentacles are going to do it. I love the solo. The, so, the thing about Randy's solos, even, they almost had like an aggression to them. Like that riff, that's a fucking aggressive it's riff. Violent. That's early yeah. thrash. There, there's some violence in there. And yeah. It's, and it's, uh, but when you think that he was double tracking that shit with precision, it's like. Yeah. God, yeah, he wasn't the guy that went in the studio and wrote the song. Now, I, what's funny? I take that back because he did well, they say were in the pieces. documentary. They were pieces. They didn't have as much time to record Diary as they did um, right. Blizzard, and that's what he said. He did write the song, uh, the solos in the studio, and he wasn't. He wasn't happy with it. He was fine with them, but he wasn't like super like, happy like he wished he would have had more time. Yeah, here we go. Oh, I always thought that part was kind of a cool segue they into were, the next. I think they said they recorded Blizzard in six months and this one in like a month. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's a big wow. 
Well, they they were on tour, and the record company is like, "Oh no, you're killing it! You got to record something right now." Get usually it how it up. works. Yeah. Strike while the iron is hot. Yeah. And here we go. God, if you so listen, you can hear the double trackage. Yep. That's a harmony there. center there yeah it's my favorite part yeah this part I didn't even notice the panning yeah they panned a both center right yeah there. I noticed yeah. it just yeah. now I just I noticed it kind of went that was pretty cool oh, shit that's cool what yeah. were you saying earlier about um, I guess on the documentary, it was Eddie Van Halen talking about Jimmy Page and or well, he not not on this one. Oh, they made Eddie kind of kind of out to be a dick on on the Randy Rose documentary because I've heard in the past I've heard Chris Holmes from Wasp tell stories that he was friends with Eddie, he was friends with Randy. They they all didn't just hang out and go drink beers and stuff together, but occasionally they would meet at Chris's house or somewhere and just sit there and kind of kind just of play jam. just jam yeah. you know and that there was no animosity between eddie van halen and Randy Rhodes that they were cool well in the documentary they kind of pit them as van halen's hollywood uh quiet riot was la and they you know during 76 77 they were they were rival bands right. they like right next door to each other pretty much like okay. ukraine and well Russia, it's just like the right clubs. next and fucking door to each other I mean, do you have to be rivals yeah you know? yeah well it's where the clubs were so van halen had the hollywood clubs down that was their territory right uh quiet riot had the other side of Hollywood or la clubs down and um that you know one of the fans said that we would notice it or what was her she was the uh, what do you call it fan club president she would notice eddie and david at quiet riot shows but she never saw quiet riot go to van halen shows you know kind of making uh, it like oh well, van halen was there to check them out and right whatever uh people are gonna whack their tongues right, man they right. want to talk and, and that's so the thing it. and they, but they take a, a phone interview i guess with a radio station with eddie uh, and they played just a clip of it. It made him totally look an ass. He was like, oh, yeah, well, you know. But you got to know how many times they chopped that up, too, to make it sound right. sort of inflammatory. And, oh, dude, well, no bad publicity is bad publicity, bro. People know. And, and I'm a Van Halen fan. I'm big-time Eddie Van Halen fan. But Different when camps. He, but when sure. he was young, he was arrogant as fuck. Van Halen had the mentality, kill or be killed. They wanted to be, they didn't want to help other bands. They wanted to be the top band. It was all like, sure. you know. Well, but I mean, that was special what Eddie was doing. And so yeah. that was naturally one of those that kind of put him up there on the ledge. Right. So they had to kind of sort of. But his ego matched his uh, talent. Where, where Randy you know. was much more of a soft-spoken He's kind of laid back, guy. laid back, kind of a humble guy. This Talk isn't really that, an yeah. impression of Randy Rhodes. It's just what I <laughs> imagine. He probably. I'm, I'm making him sound like a five foot two Jewish lawyer. I know it sounds really weird, like from the Bronx, and he loves like pastrami, and I don't. Yeah, know. He doesn't sound like he looks. No, no. very no. Di- yeah. well, Eddie really didn't either, though. If you ever listen to him talk, yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so he says, you know, at least uh, what do they say? They asked him, "What do you think of this Randy Rhodes kid?" He said, "Well, at least he's honest." 
he said, I've heard him say in interviews that he pretty much taken everything I did and put it in his, <laughs> in his sound or whatever. There's a selfish part of me that really wonders what he would have sounded like now. Like you think about how yeah. incredible Eddie Van Halen went just through the years, just right. the Roth era and then into the Van Hagar era and all that. I yeah. mean, Randy was at the start of his career. Really? I mean, he was. He never peaked, and that's sad. And uh, But I will say, if you watch, uh, if we can find a video of the Randy Rhodes, I think it's called Laughing Gas, I think is the name of a solo he would do when he was with Quiet Riot. Oh, like a solo spot kind there of thing? There are moments in there that either he directly took from Eruption or Eruption directly took from not really i mean I, not the whole thing but there are moments that are very very similar sounds very uh but the cool thing Russell. about it i will tell you is yes, you uh told me you will hear the I beginning will. uh when this was quite right probably 76 77 it you, was you will hear um goodbye to romance in in his solo that might have been like riffs or shit that he had worked out before. Right. He just didn't have anywhere to put it. And it's like, you know what? I got the perfect place for it now. Oh, I guarantee if we pulled out some of those, uh, you know, early Quiet Riot albums, you're going to hear some Ozzy riffs in there. Laughing gas. There's Rudy. Anyway. Souls We're going to do a song now that I'm going to be a little modest. Features one of the ace guitar players in the United States. Although everyone except for all you here don't know it yet. He's got on the bow tie and the polka dots. Yeah, the white Les Paul. Yeah. Dude's sound was ridiculous. His live sound was amazing. Yeah. And that's what everybody on the documentary talks about. Is like when you're in the club and they're playing, you just hear the guitar. It was like it just yeah. rose above everything. It's at least six minutes long. Here we go. guitar tech is behind his amp adjusting the echoplex it's all written out in times like when I go to this part turn it to this time. right he was probably one of the first I ever saw him do the kills yeah show. Sound is ridiculous, though. I guess where the drummer leaves and he stops going off.
And that's that's in the tribute solo. Yeah. Angus was doing that too, some some of that. Okay, that's that's kind of double tapping ish. He's doing it with his pick, I think. Oh yeah. Phrasing too, man. Just the way he ditched it. It was not all bluesy. It's almost European. Here's my delay. Ridiculous. That's crazy. It's one of those things that'll make you cry later. That's where he goes. You'll hear goodbye to romance here in a second. It's interesting. You don't usually hear shredders go into like clean guitar solos. Yeah. The homogenous to the distortion. So, um, <coughs> yeah, there it is. Yesterday, I always thought that sounded so Beatlesy. It was like the Beatles of the Ozzy Osbourne. Really cool though. Um, his guitar tech. They interview him on the documentary, and he would he would stand behind his amp and work uh randy's rack which had a oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> mark the time Woo-hoo. it had an echo the old style echoplex and if y'all don't know what that is this was a taped echo machine which mean it was recording in real time and it slowed down so while it's recording it's playing back what you just recorded in it a little bit slower so it creates an echo okay but it has like there's loop yeah, it's a loop, but there's not like digital like we have today. I mean, it actually had a tape running through the damn thing. Yeah, it's a digital ping pong delay goes through an octagonal ball. Yeah, but it was really cool because Randy would have his entire solo written out and Randy. timed, and 
he would say, you know, during this part, it needs to be on 12. During this part, it needs to be on 24. But, mate, they only go to 11. <laughs> I can't turn them up to 12, mate. I don't know why I just made them Australian, but, mate, you can't put it past 11. But the point is, today yeah. we have it so easy because everything's digital, and I just, yeah, I can almost look at my pedal, and it'll do what I tell it just to turn, do. I yeah. just turned to my Axe 5 and just right. ask it to let telepathically what I want yeah. it to do, and it fucking does it for me. But cool shit. And um, I like listening to this before, like, if we're going to, we're talking about going to the tribute album and listening to the solo and stuff there. This is like, you know, an early, version. An early version yeah. of it. Yeah. He's a child. I mean, really, the dude was barely 20 years old, right? Well, now. and I think the one that's on tribute was actually, I think he, there was some radio station thing where he actually came in and I think he played in the studio and I think they recorded the solo it. solo or D? The solo. And oh. I, I think they took that solo and kind of spliced it over Into the, the live recording. Yeah. Because there's live recordings on like, Dire of a Madman with the solo sounding very similar to the one that he played on Suicide Solution on yeah tribute. Actually, it's it's at the four fifty six mark if you want to if you care. <laughs> yeah, alrighty then. How do you remember that shit, Matt? Well, I listened to it today and I remember it's like four five six. I'm like, okay, that's where it is. There you go. But apparently they just dropped it in there, and I guess with the magic of post production and faders and EQ and everything else, it sounds like it's the real thing, and it sounds like it's the real fucking thing. Yeah. Like, that's one of my favorite, and it's only like a two-minute guitar solo, but it's like, that's one of my favorite guitar solos probably ever. Because it, it it literally starts, and it goes somewhere. It's got like a, a path. It's not just mindless shredding for hours and hours. Right. right. Well, I mean, that was his style, though. Um, and another really cool thing that I learned on the documentary, I always thought that Randy Rhodes was a classically trained guitarist, and he's not. He's so he learned all that shit. Yeah, that means when somebody that says you're classically genius, trained, like Vey Malmsteen learned classical music before he learned guitar. He also learned he didn't like donuts. Yeah, true, very true. Like fucking donuts. Randy Rhodes was a rock guitarist. He took lessons from a rock guitarist he wanted to be a rock guitar player okay. but as he grew as a rock guitarist he started getting in and listening to classical music and that's when he started introducing it into so he kind of worked his way backwards into right into classical stuff but his first stuff was you know beatles and you know what he was into uh and then when he was a teenager he was into thin lizzy and you know naturally guitar oriented driven deep purple he was not a sabbath fan he did mention that that's so weird. Yeah. When he got the offer to go try out for Ozzy, he was like, <laughs> I know. Well, you know. How dare you? Back, yeah, then, kind of weird, back but... then, they weren't the classic heavy sure. metal yeah. godfathers. Can, can, we, can we please hear? I know, I know I gave you the exact time of the solo. You probably already got it queued up. But there's a part I of don't. me that needs to hear the, we're going to do a number now. It's like every time I hear that, it's like a reassurance. I think I, if I can make my ringtone that, I'm going to fucking do it. I don't know. I don't know if you can do that. If you have to buy it from like the app store, I can do it. Yeah. If you download like you. a recording of it, I can do it. I got because I want to make that my ringtone. Because I always have it on silent. I'm like, fuck that shit. I'm not putting a ringtone out there. It's stressful. I'm, I made a ringtone of our of look away. Sweet. Oh sweet. <laughs> but if I had if I had it's a ringtone, look of, away. It's the metal nerdery. Actually, I would probably do it. I'd be like a, it'd be a alert, like a message tone. So mm -hmm. like whenever you guys like send a message or something, it'd be that. Then I'd know it was you guys. But like, okay, that's it's cool. like the bat phone. 
Yeah. What do you want to hear? <laughs> <laughs> Suicide Solution from the Tribute album. Tribute, okay. Yes. It is as a bone us track on the Diary of a Madman, I believe. I have a really good version of this. As well. Of what tribute? Of Suicide Solution. I have a uh, Ozzy picture LP. For uh, One side is uh, Mr. Crowley, and the other side is Suicide Solution and another song that was on the album. Picture this like from the 80s style or like more recent? No, it's I bought it at Turtles when I was a kid. Isn't it funny how like all that shit has come back again? Like, because there was a time when records were like, nope, y'all are on your way out, man. Now it's all about compact discuses, <laughs> and laser discuses, and mini discuses, and shit like that. Uh, and now where are we at? We're back to fucking maxi discuses, which is basically what an album is. Let's be honest. Right. I kind of wish they bring CDs back. It's like now that I can't go to Best Buy and go get a CD, it's like I have to fucking go to oh, Amazon and order it. They got to fucking ship it to me. It's up to 60 bucks now. That's cool. What's that? My picture. I have that. Oh, wow. Was it like an out, outtake picture of the of photo the, sessions for the album cover? What's funny is the songs are from uh, Blizzard, but that's the diary photo. That is kind of funny. It's the room where they did the diary. Not only is it funny, you might say it's interesting. It's a little bit of both in it. Isn't it? In it, yeah. Remember the songs that were on that. It's definitely got Mr. Crowley, and I think the other side has Suicide Solution and something with initials. Sato. Maybe it's Sato. South, that was on Blizzard. The South American or, Treaty Organization. that guitar sound that's so full you can tell that he's a one guitar band kind of dude alright back can we get to the 456 moment of this song it took me a minute to figure out as I got older I realized suicide solution alcohol also a solution oh like the other meaning of solution no those See? are the three that are on it. You said it Mr. all. Mr. Crowley, you said it all, Suicide Solution. That must be like some B-track or something. Perfect. Moment of silence. After yawning while he's playing this. Oh, whatever. I'll do this every night. Okay. Love this part. 
Mm. <laughs> that sound is so goddamn huge. It's um. wasn't even a Floyd either, right? Ooh. That's badass. He's playing on the West Paul. Well, that sounded like a whammy. Might have been the Jackson. See, that's the thing. His rhythm sound sounds totally different than his oh, solo yeah. sound. I've watched him do that solo with a Les Paul. He bends the neck. Right. Whenever he pushes but that down. at the end, that little wing. It's yeah. like that was definitely unless he's unless he was having like a seizure when he did it like <laughs> then maybe it might have worked. Word. That's Word. one of those solos. Every time I hear it, it's like it sounds like a thousand guitar players behind him playing that. Yeah, that's how big, full, and thick it sounds. That's right. When this album, he's got. Out. Let's be honest. Randy Rhodes has the BBC of guitar tone. Can we just say that and just leave it at that? I think you said it live. Yeah, live. Live. But I mean, even in the studio, solo studio, he's got like a like the 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 BWC equivalent, like Bill's equivalent. So basically, like for the white for the studio tone, Uh, for the live tone, it's more like BBC Mm -hmm. tone. I didn't like his uh, rhythm tone, studio wise. Oh, and I mean, I love what he was playing, but man, I was always like kind of disappointed in that it, it kind of had that tin canny marshall yeah, it, it was high pitch not not enough it was very razor bladey uh, yeah it had too many mids too much mid apparently one of the, he had those heads though where it was like the only way to get them to sound right is you had to turn them up loud enough to yeah make sure your neighbors over in yonder it's, county it's, heard them i mean his solos sounded great but even like um, i mean one of my favorite riffs you know i don't know you know, I mean, it's, but it has that kind of tinny. It's a little thin. A little thin Sh- shall we give a little? Shall we give a little bit of that? Yeah, Tiger, uh, do it live. You think? You, oh fuck yeah! Is Let's, it better? Oh god, yeah. Oh, it's the beginning of the show that kicked in with I don't know. Uh, Imagine going to see him when all they had to pull from was Blizzard and Diary. <laughs> and fucking Sabbath amazing. Yeah. Think they played any Sabbath? Probably a little. Maybe. Iron Man, maybe. Probably. Paranoid. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Iron Man, probably those two. Maybe more yeah. pigs, possibly. Yeah. But at least two. <laughs> Oh, 
That's one. Let's Paul. His manager, their first management company for Quiet Riot, yeah. bought him that guitar for his birthday. He was I don't, I don't think that's a Jackson. I think I looked it up. It's like a something Rosenthal custom that, or the Sandoval or some weird exotic kind of name. He had that in Quiet Riot, too. But I do think later Jackson made a version that was like the King V. Yeah. Which is what the the Rhodes is the King V for Jackson. But right. I think they did a version of that that was with the polka dot. Word. Well, it's probably like not made anymore. It's probably in the 80s. It was made in the USA. It's probably like $8,000 now. He was playing like a SG. It might have been an SG um, before he got the West Paul. And the irony, the fact yeah. that he doesn't like Whenever they hired this management company, kind of took over the booking and everything for him uh, for his birthday, the main guy who ran the management company bought him that white West Paul. And uh, they said Randy so paid funny. him back. Like, Randy wouldn't take it as a gift. Like, he, he like after the shows, he'd give the dude his money to pay him back for the guitar. Well, that's but, probably fair. I mean, yeah. those things weren't cheap, and I'm sure he probably knew that, you know, he Took a chunk of that to give it to him. Yeah, but, but the bandmates said that was the best thing that ever happened. Like when he got that Les Paul, he just like exploded. Like, the funniest fucking thing though is the fact that he played Flying V's and Les Pauls, right? Which is like the fucking heaviest guitars possible. Could you imagine? <laughs> yeah, but could you imagine Jimmy Page playing a Flying V? No, it would be ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Well, think about it. Uh, but the fact that that was Randy Rhodes, it was Flying V's and Les Pauls. Yeah. No well, strats, no SGs. Was, it's, he was always known for Les Pauls and Flying V's. I mean, he played a V before him, Hendrix. Occasionally, but yeah, he but wasn't, I'm saying he wasn't was, necessarily known for Flying V's weren't like a big deal. Well, Hendrix is known for like Flying V's and Stratocasters, but right. mostly Stratocasters. Right. But then who else? I can't think. Um, what did Leslie West play? I think he played an SG. Yeah. He thinks. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to get my hands on a... Okay, so he had a, a Stratocaster. It was a Carl Sandoval. Sandoval. that was it. Yeah, Polka Dot V. Which that guy was kind of like a... Uh, kind of like a... Luthier? Yeah, but what what's the big one out in California? Uh, Charvel. He was kind of like a, oh, okay. a Jackson. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Well, I mean, they pretty much cornered that in the 80s. I mean, that was, that was their bread and butter. Right. I'm telling you, those new freaking Charvels beautiful they're nice brad just bought one fucker <laughs> someday i want to get me a usa jackson it's gorgeous oh, if right. i get one i think i might have to get the polka dot in the 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 roads the jackson roads what's the track listing on uh on tribute i forget obviously crazy i think it's got here. most of everything from the first two and it's got like a handful of uh sabbath songs right or maybe maybe might be a sabbath medley it's been so long since I heard this. And you know when this came out, uh, the Tribute album was released. In 87. Yeah. Ozzy came to Gwinnett Place Mall it, to the Turtles at the bottom of the escalator, you know, where the arcade was. Yeah. You left the arcade, went down the escalator, down right. the Turtles. Ozzy was in there on a afternoon, and it was like during the week. I want to say it was like a Wednesday or Thursday afternoon. And a lot of us got excused from school 
so we could go to Gwinnett Place Mall and stand in line for four hours. Uh, Lucky bastards. Excused from school. Right. Well, if you had, wow, if you had really nice grandparents like I did, <laughs> she called senior pretty skip place, day. Pretty place with sugar on top. They came and picked me up. And can I stay home, yeah. Grandma, and go see? Ozzy and me and a group. Of, I think I don't want to say BJ Bragg. I mean, there were people there that we still know. I, I remember this. I just can't remember all the faces and names, but we stood in that line. I want to say I was in line for nearly three hours. And when I finally got into Turtles, and he basically had to buy the tribute album to get in to, to see Ozzy. So I, don't want I, you, I don't want to cut you off or anything, yeah. but I got to go into my balls real quick. Continue. Yeah. All right. So you uh, you stand in line, and then when you get in there, you either have something in your hand that he's going to sign, or you have to buy something right that he's going to sign. Sure. So, you know, luckily I had my... He's got to yeah. get, get that money because he didn't have any from Black Sabbath. Right. Because the right. fucking... <laughs> yeah. And none from Bark of the Moon and none from the right. first two. <laughs> yeah. But it was super cool because we stood in line and uh, we got to spend, you know, it didn't have to spend like a lot of money. I bought, I bought a album, you know, it was like 15 bucks or whatever, 12 right. bucks, whatever yeah. it was. But, you know, you walk in, they, you, you buy the album and then they, you know, herd you back towards Ozzy. And then we got back there. If he was sober, uh, I mean, we were all commenting on how blitz this guy was. Really? I mean, his eyes were just like saucers. They were wide open. <laughs> and he loved everybody. I love you all. Right. And he's hugging. And, you know, uh, <laughs> I remember this. My buddy BJ Bragg, he grabbed Ozzy. Like by the shoulder, like reach his arm around and grab mm -hmm. by the shoulder. He goes, dude, come back to my house. We're going to have a party. <laughs> awesome. Oh, yeah. We were like eighth grade, right. you know, if that. And uh, yeah, that was great. It, that was a lot of fun. But that was uh, Jolly Ozzy. Jolly Ozzy. And, you know, at this point, 87, I knew who Randy Rhodes was, you know, like the early experience with Ozzy, you know, I heard the songs on the radio and, you know, we talked before about Black Sabbath, whether it's Ozzy or, like, you know, when I first heard Iron Man and all that right. stuff. But by this time, you know, by the time I got in like uh, seventh, eighth grade, I was already playing guitar and uh, listened to Randy Rhodes. And I was shocked that he kept this album that, long before releasing it i mean randy died in 82 yeah you know and then five years later he releases his album but yeah. i'm sure i have a feeling ozzy probably went back in the studio with this album and probably glazed over some vocals and certain spots and stuff you know made it a little bit more right uh commercial ready but uh like he did with speak of the devil right 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 all right so they did do children of the grave paranoid no bone movies that was yeah wow wow I remember I used to listen to this track D, which is the little acoustic classical yeah. thing. Yeah. And it would, it would get me a little bit choked up when I was a youngster. Well, really? you know, it was his mother's name, Dolores, right? He wrote it for his mother. And it's like, okay. I didn't know but that. you hear him, uh, you know, this was after he's dead and you hear this and he's in the studio kind of cracking up while he's playing and stuff, you know, but, but on the album though, cause that was on blizzard, right? Yeah. Wasn't it like at the tail end, but yeah. this one, you can well, hear I know, I know that's the outtakes yeah, and stuff, yeah. but but there was that one on the on oh, one Blizzard. album yeah. to just be like sort of an instrumental, right? Yeah, kind of like oh look, we're in Sabbath, we had like Laguna Sunrise. You know, can you do something like Laguna Sunrise? Right, and that's probably what he did. So anyway, they did Revelation this one. <laughs> uh, yeah, play that one. 
No, I'm just yeah. still away the night with drum solo. No, we're good. Um, did you play any of the D or? Yeah, play D real quick. Play crap. track seven. Here's some of the pretty, the, the pretty soft side of the softest side of the softest side of Randy. Yeah, yeah, isn't it? This is back when he was just a mate. <laughs> <laughs> he was a young mate back then. Yeah, yeah. It's Randy, wasn't he? Yeah. It's a hell of a lad. Gonna miss it, fucking eh? Yeah. <laughs> Gonna miss it, lad. Yeah, that one. Here we go. Seriously, bro. <laughs> yeah. I was proud of myself when I learned this one. I can still pretty much play it, too. Most of it. It's like my go-to with an acoustic guitar because I just don't do a lot of acoustic guitar. Right. So when somebody has acoustic, this is like what I play. Well, fuck, I need to learn how to play it then so I can do that whenever I'm on somebody's acoustic. It's a jet. <laughs> Jad? A jet. Jet. I think flying over. Oh. <laughs> Not even. <laughs> Not even. <laughs> I think that's what he said. I could be wrong. <clears throat> okay. So I guess that's when they were recording um, Blizzard. That would be my correction. And this is the screw-ups. Or, that's, that's what outtakes means, Russell. Is that what that means? Motherfucker. You guys should listen to our outtakes at the end of the episode because they're great. Now you can tell that Tesla definitely got some inspiration bit, from this. Definitely, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. For a love song. Yeah. I just, I just noticed that. I'm like, uh, Tesla, much? Yeah, hello? Okay. We kind of blew our wide playing Suicide Solution first, but I would say the Mr. Crowley on this one is really good as well. You want to give that a live one? version? Yeah, yeah, we can give it a, yeah. a tastiness. That's so funny that I don't really like Black Sabbath, but let's do a song he about didn't. Aleister Crowley. Yeah. That's fine. Well, I guess he got influenced, you know. I mean, shit, they were playing like Slick Black Cadillac and all that happy, quiet riot stuff. Slick Black Cadillac sounds like, you know what the soundtrack for that song was, for the songwriting was? Cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) Cocaine. That was the soundtrack for that. Not so familiar with the live of this one. The one one thing, I got to say this, and I think on 
on tribute, it goes back to the whole, you know, back in the day, Willard used to say everything tastes better live. Because the one thing that I hated about, like, the early Ozzy stuff, something about the studio, it almost sounded like the drums were kind of flat, like they didn't have enough cardboard. balls to them. Something like cardboard. Yeah, That's what I always Like two-dimensional balls, basically. Like, you when can have the biggest balls and- ever, and it's like, you know what? Your balls are like that. They're not fucking balls. <laughs> when they went back and redid Your the drum balls tracks, are razor thin. Out of spite, so they didn't have to pay the. That was just cunty. It's like yeah, that's, that's like Defcon One. Fucking but they cunt. sound better now. Yeah, but it's still kind of cunty. Oh, it's definitely cunty. I guess this was before the robe and the lesbian trucker hair. Like the later '80s. This is probably when he's wearing that that red studded vest. Yeah, his little blue creature came out right before he shaved <laughs> his head. This is before he shaved his head. Right. I remember that he had like a total breakdown and shaved his head bald. Yeah, yeah. it was after the well, it was after the the accident, after, right? After Randy, yeah. It was right before. Well, it was middle '80s. Because they made that it might have been when he was trick or treat. Yeah, when he yeah, was the preacher. preacher. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was bald. I have that poster on my wall of it. There was something he did with the solo on this that was weird. It was almost sounded like he like made it kind of atonal on purpose. Yeah. And Bill, that's a fancy term for like squanking up the sound to make it all like twanglified and kind of just. Hey, thanks. Here we go. Solo one. It's just the fucking thickest yeah. lead sound I've ever yeah. heard. It is violent the way he strikes it. Yeah. You know what I mean? The way it's, he charges into it. It's like his attack is very intense. Yeah. That's what I was looking can, for. Can attack. we hear a little bit of? Uh, or actually, you know what? All this time we haven't even asked. Billiam's tentacles are so lonely over there. Is there any MC tentacle choice you've been? No. Yeah. In that case, you know, I'm not a guitar guy like you guys are. So, in that case, how about a little flying high again, studio, if you don't mind? Hell a- to the user. And as Ozzy would say on the live version, keep on smoking. Smoking Wait, I do it up now. Wouldn't it be sad if, like, 
And this is kind of a moment of seriousness, you guys. Like, after Randy passed, wouldn't it be sad if, like, Ozzy equated all that time with we're going to do a number now, and suddenly it was like he couldn't do it anymore? Like, he couldn't do a number now? Like, he couldn't He couldn't even say it? Wouldn't that be fucking tragic? Of course. At some point, he won't be able to say we're going to do a number I know. Now. That's going to be so sad. We're going to have to do, like, the fucking metal nerdery uh, extended dance mix. I'm probably going to be in morning. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Oh, we're gonna do a fucking marathon weekend, bro. You better bring the shrooms over. Let's and just not get talk ready. About it. Let's just not. We'll talk do. We'll do meth that weekend, bro. I'll try hey, it. Hey, man, we're all getting old. Yeah, and those guys are 15 to 30 years and older than us. He has Parkinson's. <laughs> I know. Which but let's a, be honest. A very, uh, what do you call it? Advanced. It, it's a disease. Progressive. That, it's very yeah. progressive, and it's very. So it's like taxing. the dream theater of yeah. diseases, which is it, it sounds good, but it's not. <laughs> it's not good. I, y'all no, don't my, take offense to that. It, my that uncle passed from it last year. Parkinson's and, isn't a joke. The dream theater. I mean, it was eighty-two, but when he found out he had Parkinson's, I mean, it was like a year. That was it. Yeah. A lot of people live with it for a long time, but it can be really taxing. Sure. On your health. And we all know how taxing it is. Taxing in general on your health is uh, shit. There we go. Listen to that tone. It sounds like a saw. Yeah, I don't like it. The rhythm. I love the lead tone. It's it's weird. I don't hate it. Don't get me wrong. But listen to how much is going on. It doesn't sound... Like there's See, so right much there going fun, on, but when he's like doing the power chords, I don't like it. It's too tinny. But it's like the bass and the guitar are completely different entities. Like they're not right. even playing, kind of like a Sabbath did, not even playing the same thing. God, when this song came out when I was a kid, freaking loved it. This was like my favorite song. When he did the guitar shit, I was always like, huh? What? Mountains, watch me disappear. I think this is one of the first songs I remember. Echo, like when he would do the the beginning of the song. Yeah. You bitch or you bet? You bet. Oh. I hope. I think it's you bet. <laughs> he might have been talking to Don Arden. You never know. Yeah, could have been. Oh, the solo on this one's sick. Yes. Especially when it goes back into the beginning riff with the... This one got, like, a lot of play on 96 Rock. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny. I've liked it more as I've gotten older. Probably since I got into relaxers. Double track. Listen. It might yeah. be three. I mean, he is triple tracked. Sounds fucking amazing. If it were tits, it would be like these. Grande tetas. I didn't understand flange either. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. The next part. Flange used to trip me up as a kid, too. It was like, it's so badass. This part was always cool. 
phaser. Phaser. God, it takes me back. I can remember hearing that on Isaac Rock, and I always thought, that's so badass. What is that? I remember that coming out about the same time as that fucking Don Henley uh, Dirty, Dirty Laundry. Laundry. Yeah. And I remember Dirty listening Dirty to the 96 Laundry. Rock. And they would play both of those, too. Back that's, back. What, yeah. that's what used to yeah. drive me crazy. I'd be out in the yard, and then, then what was the fucking Brian Adams song? Uh, Cuts Like a Knife. It seems like Cuts all that like was... Yeah, around the same time, I'd be out in the front yard shooting baskets with my radio cranked up, right? And those were like the songs I remember playing, and it's crazy. And then you'd get a little Pink Floyd, uh, Dirty Woman. Yeah, but whenever we heard yeah. metal, it was kind of like our headbangers ball. I was like, oh, oh, they're fucking, they're, yeah, they're yeah. ding, ding. Like you'd be nonverbal because it's like, holy shit, they're playing metal. But I swear awesome. when I heard Flying High again, I didn't even know metal yet. You know what I mean? It was just a song on the radio, and, you know, I'm, fucking kid out in the front yard shooting hoops you know right like shoot, cranking it. shoot hoops. shoot hoops shooting yeah. some hoops you know what though some of the songs on like on tribute like some of the ones i wasn't as familiar with like no bone movies and steal away the night like i know those were on tribute right and maybe those were like the deep cuts and i was kind of like From bro you, you just were ready for those yet bro but I'd see those, like, and I'd be like, eh. But I'm sure now that I'm more of a deep cut guy, I'd probably get into it and be like, you know what? But that's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I know what you mean. I was the same way. I'd listen to the ones I knew, the ones I liked. And then, you know, I'd, I'd graze over the, the other but ones. But there's too. really, like, nothing on Diary that I don't like. Like, I like that one front, front to back. back. That it's album is solid. amazing. Yeah. I'm kind of like that with Bark, too. Blizzard of Oz, there's, like, What's your least drink? favorite if you had to pick one on that? Album or song? On the song. Or on the album on Blizzard. Uh, Not just the general, but the actual album. Probably No Bone Movies. Or is that on Diary? I get confused. <laughs> I don't know, but it makes me wonder, hey, man, what's in a bone movie? Okay. <laughs> I like to make those back at the place. I've got, got hidden you, cameras everywhere. I got you right here. Russell, the tentacles of magic have worked their magic. Um, God, man, that is a great track. Wasn't listen. Revelation Mother Earth kind of like Nazis that would probably be that would, that would it would either it'd be either No Bone Movies or Revelation. I mean, I love Mr. Crowley. Still Away is a pretty good song. Suicide Solutions amazing. Guess then he discovered uh, parentheses on Goodbye the last to Romance two tracks. Not metal, but a beautiful song. I love it. Uh, I don't know. To me, is one of the all time. That, that's just a great killer track opener. Around. Killer opener. Yeah. You know. Uh, crazy train. Okay, maybe because it's been played too many times. Maybe it's crazy train. You know? But you got to admit, though, if you put on your 1981 hat as a child or your 1980 hat, and you're listening to that, yeah, on the radio. Oh, crazy train! You was hear that? One of the coolest guitar riffs ever, and that's why you fell in love. Well, with and it, you hear you know? the, you know, I, 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 yeah, the yeah. little. That's that. why. That's why it's played at every football game, right? Every baseball it's a, game. It's a stadium, <laughs> stadium anthem for sure. Song, yeah. Yeah, I would probably say no bone movies. Would that be like the super deep cut? That would be my least favorite. Your least favorite on this album. I forgot how good that track listing is. Actually, when you see it all there together, you're like, "Damn!" I it looks like most it. of the money is on side one. Yeah, which that was pretty much the deal back in the day, as I yeah, recall. The dealio. The deal. But then you look at Diary, and the song titles aren't as memorable. I don't know, man. Sato is pretty memorable. Little Dolls, pretty memorable. But overall, I like the album better. Well, yeah, that album, front to back, is great. 
in the song, it, y'all have played it for me before, so we don't have to do it again. But I love the song "Diary of a Madman." It's just fabulous on the album. It's uh, the composition, just the, yeah. the, the classical guitar, and it's so creepy. It's spooky as shit. It sounds like it sounds yeah. like it could have been like an outtake on Sabotage. Let's it, be honest. It's kind of a horror movie in a song, in a way. <laughs> you know. Uh oh, Billiam's going to the. So did, so he didn't play on on mental health. No, no, but you know okay. what? I so am it curious. Just, it was just those two. Yeah, I realized I said I am curious multiple times, but and I that, am curious if some of those songs on mental health were check that Randy out. Rhodes riffs. Look where that album was released. Where? It was released in Japan only. I wonder why they got signed to a deal, yeah, or excuse right. me, they got inked to a deal, inked. and they went in the studio and recorded it. And the studio backed out, or the record company backed out. So now they had a record recorded that they couldn't sell. And Japan bought Tank it. Sticks. It was because of that photograph. It sounded it sounded like Van Halen, and they already had a Van Halen. Right. So well, that didn't come Isn't out. Isn't that ironic? And then you turn to the fucking hair metal days, and it's like, we're going to be whores for every band that sounds right. just like them. We're going to be kicks and still heart, and enough's enough. And it sounds like a ballad Metallica. You got to sign them. But... So that album was released in Japan. And the funny thing is they sent a photograph to the record company in Japan before they got the music. Look at that photo. And they signed them from their photograph before they ever heard the album itself. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. The guy, what, uh, I think it was the drummer that was telling the story. He said, that will tell you the power of a photograph. It is true brew. <laughs> oh, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> like right. the first track it's not so funny well what? now that we brought it up i gotta see this the credits on metal health because i'm wondering if there's any roads riffs on that uh no slick black cadillac slick. oh that, yeah that's an that was an old song it's actually a pretty rad song even though cadillac he didn't play it loves a bitch yeah loves a bitch was cool of course he didn't write that that's a great album i have that on picture album too wow i didn't nice. know that slick black cadillac was the only randy Rhodes pin song on metal health i think so I mean, we can we can totally hear it. You know, I kind of wish they'd have gone in a little bit more of um, of the after Rhodes Quiet Riot, but it was a Randy Rhodes. What do you mean after? Oh, like, well, I would like to know Cavazzo's background. Was he a Randy Rhodes student? Was he somebody that they knew? That's you know? kind of an interesting yeah. thought because I mean, because Rhodes didn't leave the band because he didn't like them. He wanted no, he the left because he got the them. opportunity for Ozzy. And it right. Was, but you know what's funny though, because Battleaxe was and like he didn't just see a, them going anywhere. Really, he, he says that he was like, I felt like the only way I could grow was to move on to the Aussie thing. But he kept he kept quite right thinking that maybe he would come back, like he'd go do his Aussie thing. So because he didn't want to lose that spot, yeah, you know? I don't blame him for that. Yeah, so he kind of kept him led on a little bit. But uh, I don't know if Frankie Benali played with randy i don't know if he came in before or after i can't remember how that went down. he was in there early credited but not does not play on the album huh. all right let's play a little bit of slick and then we'll get the fact get the fact out of here
I could totally see him doing that live. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's out there like, it's the best hair metal ever. Phew. Yeah, that's a lot to swallow. Mark's time. You know what, Russell? Maybe you should get the last word. Or is there one more thing you wanted to hear? Uh, I think he was going to wrap it up, but now that you've emptied your balls, you're thinking clearer, so... Uh, I'm just, he is dude I mean that you know I mean you rarely I think Bill empties his balls like once a week that's how efficient his body is it's like you know what I got some back balls y'all don't know about I'm just gonna transfer them back there and then I'll just empty them all on Sunday uh, back balls <laughs> some balls on your hair son yeah you back, my front balls are alright my back balls are fucking they fucked up man my, my front balls are they're good they ain't no playing no porkish butthole down there. <laughs> All right, I'm good. All right, till the next. We thank All you guys right. for joining us and continuing to spread the word and go watch that Randy Doc. And I guess I'll go check out Amazon Prime this weekend. Fuck yeah. Yes. Thank you. Take care now. Oh, yeah. And uh, we mentioned, we already mentioned about the YouTube thing, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. Y'all, y'all can check us out on the MooTube. The MooTube. MooTube. YouTube, the Metal Nerdery See. Munchies. See, it ain't that easy all the time, is it? That's right. Yeah. Get your relaxers ready. And if you want to have your music reviewed, send it to metalnerdery at gmail.com or on the Facebook. Or the IG. Yep. And if Bye. you want to leave us a message, you can give us a voicemail and you know the number. And uh, we're out of here. I'm not going to have the last word. Bye. See you. Until the next. Until the next. I love the helmet. Technically, I did have the last word. Hello everybody, this is Gazer, the butler. <laughs> You're listening to Metal Nerdery. Go buy their shit at metalnerdery.com slash merch. I've got to go get merely some more pasta sauce. Mm. You can also go to metalnerdery.com slash episodes, a podcast, or whatever the fuck it's called today. But now I've got to go write some songs and resurrect John Paul, George, and Ringo. Anyway. I think it's the nuts in my mouth that made me forget. I like hugs on the beach. We don't want to see your package. Man, I'd like to see Goblin Cock again. It's a, it's a little long. Let me, just, let me just put that out there. It was thick. Since we've all got bone about it. It's really thick, and it's like, pick shit out, and he could, he could nail it. That's a lot to swallow. Our balls fell asleep. It's all bullshit. There's no moon. Yeah, my front balls are all right. My back balls are fucking, they fucked up, man. My my front balls are good.